I was hanging out with Sabrina the other night. Mm. Our favorite thing to do is watch terrible thrillers. Right. Um, so we watched one Lifetime movie where this this couple, husband and wife, and they um, travel around and do, like, like tourism, like, footage stuff to, like, promote tourism businesses. Sure. But then, like, the girl gets a stalker who's, like, who's, like, you know, like, trying to make her, like, be with him or whatever. But there's one part, like, at the beginning where the the wife is, like, in, like, a lot of the footage, and so the husband is, like, the camera guy, and he's, like, and the stalker's there. They don't know that he's a stalker yet. Sure. And the husband's, like, oh, you guys pretend to be a couple, and, 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 like, and then Sabrina and I just, like, came up with the idea that the husband just really, really wants to be cucked. <laughs> like, he's just, like, desperate to be cucked. <laughs> Was he played by, uh, Lachlan Monroe? No. Okay, I'm ninety percent sure that's the name of the guy who plays Hal. It is good. <laughs> it I'm glad. Been, I'm glad. You... <laughs> Can you imagine being typed? Like typecasting is unfortunate. Being typecast <laughs> as a cuck <laughs> is maybe one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Oh my god! If I ever got into acting, I would want to be cucked. <laughs> <laughs> What's the the movie Never Been Kissed? The sequel Never Been Cucked. Mood for Chaos. It's a Riverdale Roasting and Recap Podcast. I don't know what that was. A song. It was a song. And you were a singer. singer. Debatable. I'll debate it. I'll debate in favor of it. You <laughs> want to be the leader in the opposition? <laughs> I'll be the crown. That's all I know about debate. We had to take it at school as a subject. and Sounds we... horrible. I hate debating stuff. The school was apparently <laughs> known for like... turning out pretty good public speakers probably because of that but if you were not into it i mean it's it's hell it's like experience it's like gym if you're not into gym i don't enjoy debating people i find it incredibly stressful and it sucks and i hate it and anytime i like have to do it i'm like i just wish someone would put me in my grave already this sucks (laughs) a formal debate i feel like i don't mind as much because there's a structure for it, yeah, and someone yeah, will yeah. stop you if you're getting if you're getting nasty. That makes sense. Yeah, um, that pr- would be better than just regular debating in everyday life, which is the worst thing and chaotic. My personal hell. Yeah, so. yay. And you, there's also a great comedic potential for being passive aggressive because you That's have to true. refer to your opponent respectfully. That's true. I do like that. Yeah. Who are we? I don't know. <laughs> I'm Miranda. I <laughs> like debate sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I have never seen a full episode of Riverdale, um, and I do comics lore research because I am desperately trying to find a way to make the show make sense. Which is just so brave. Um, I hate it. And I'm Evelyn, and I've seen most of Riverdale, and much like Riverdale... We're trying a new sport? We're trying a new sport today. Why not? Well, I, I didn't even bring my, my knee pads or uh, uh, penny, jersey, um, helmet? You'll see. Maybe. 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 Should I look at the screen caps now? Let's look at the screen caps now, yeah. Because that is what we do 
but lots of stuff happened. Well, it didn't really happen last week. I feel like something happened. Like, stuff happened with the Coopers, and the rest of the stuff was like, okay. Riverdale, here's the thing. Riverdale talks a lot while saying very little. Yeah. So... It's, a, it's like a it's lot a happens, gift. but none of it fucking means anything. We didn't hear anything about fucking poor Mr. Svensson, <laughs> yeah. who I still do not believe is the Black Hood. Um, I mean, it's pretty much, the show's like basically screaming at us. Yeah. That. The FBI turned up, which is hilarious, and recruited Archie, which is <laughs> a bold choice on their end. more hilarious. <laughs> I feel like that's what you do when you want to sabotage something. Yeah. Uh, these pictures... Uh, the big versions of them aren't loading on my phone, and I do choose oh, to believe- Oh, do you want to use mine? Uh, no, but I will probably have to. I was, <laughs> I was choosing to believe my phone was trying to protect me. Um, nah, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nothing can save you. Uh, yeah, I have the small versions. Here. That, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm here to provide. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, I- Is it- Is it Kevin? Yeah, it's Kevin. <laughs> okay, so I'm seeing this. This looks sporty. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck! This is wrestling. Yeah, they're wrestling. They're wrestling. <laughs> and Archie, you can tell because of that hair. Yep, is like behind. Like he's trying to grapple Kevin, and Kevin looks shocked. Like either he has just grabbed him by the middle and is pulling Kevin backwards, mm-hmm. or I don't know wrestling maneuvers. Um, <laughs> they. Of course, are in like blue and gold onesies or whatever they're called in <laughs> funny pajamas for wrestling. Uh, what are they called? Like leotards? The I guess so. I guess for for wrestleness. Yeah. Um. I I am immediately nervous about the comments we're gonna get from Kevin about <laughs> wrestling with a bunch of buff boys mm-hmm. because it feels like the sort of thing he would comment on. Um, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, I do hope we see Dilton wrestling, just because I want to see what rogue shit he gets up to. What, like, he knifes himself. Yeah, he knifes himself. He's, like, cutting ACLs. He's, like... (laughs) I turned him into a total secret agent in my head. Um, But he sucks at it. And, I mean, I do not want to be the one who's wrestling Moose, tell you what. Yeah. Uh, or Reggie. So we'll see how this goes, I guess. Can't mm-hmm. imagine what... Is this maybe to replace football? Uh, the second photo... Photo. Uh, Veronica's back in her cat ears. So that's great. I don't... Whatever. She's uh, with the pussycats, but I think she's, in, instead of, like, taking the place of Val, it looks like she's taking the place of Josie. Mm-hmm. Josie is not in this photo. Mm, um, that's interesting, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> she's singing. It looks like Val and, again, I presume Melody, but I would not know to look at her. Um, yeah. It's just that she's at the drums. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking about Val the other day. I miss her. Me too. Um, I think about Val a lot. So she has replaced Josie, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Um, the only connection I can really think of is the lodges <laughs> bribed the mayor into shutting down Southside. <laughs> so I wonder if this is some sort of like, also our daughter has to front your daughter's band. Like oh. that does not make sense, especially because. But the- it's very Riverdale is the thing. <sighs> that would yeah. be extremely Riverdale. Yeah. Or I don't, 
it, it seems like that's the only way that could be related. Right. Uh, she's got, like, a leopard print top, too, and, um, yeah, the ears. Although, neither of the other two, as far as I can see, are wearing ears. It's just her. So, that's... She's the only one who's allowed. <laughs> and, oh, we have an angular blonde brother. An angular and blonde his brother. his name is uh. Chick. Ch- Charles is his birth name. Yeah. Goes by Chick. Um, he is, uh... Yeah, he looks like that. He, he is gaunt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it might just be the lighting. Like, he and Betty are standing next to each other in, I think, Betty's room? Mm. Certainly somewhere in the Cooper house, because that's, he got <laughs> fucking stabbed and she took him there. Um, it looks like they're looking at a screen, because they're kind of lit up. Yes. I don't know what, uh, Betty is sort of looking intently uh, Chick is, like, the beginnings of a smirk are there. Um, he just sort of looks like that a lot in the show. It's it's very intimidating. Yeah. He's, he's got, I don't, I don't really know what kind it is yet. Maybe looking guy. Maybe I'll figure, maybe, like, the eyes just look quite shadowed. I don't know. I don't know. Man, they, they really do not fuck around when it comes to casting family resemblances. <laughs> right? It's, like, kind of, like... The casting, I, I find, is actually quite good. It's the one positive thing I'll give this show. <laughs> the one. Yeah. So that's the screen caps. Yep. <laughs> Wrestling. Chick. No Josie. <laughs> replaced with Veronica. Indigenous genocide? <laughs> just what? A, just a healthy dose of colonialism in that's this episode. The, yeah, healthy dose <laughs> Uh, uh, what else? Polly gave birth. The farm is not a farm. (laughs) I can't believe it took me so long. And in fact, it took you saying... It took you telling me Betty says, like, oh, you're going back to the cult, for me to realize the farm was not a farm. And I am embarrassed. Oh. But also... (laughs) <laughs> so there's that Juniper and Dagwood are the babies, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And Hal uh, still doesn't want Chick around. This is like the one place where he'll put his foot down, but because he was stabbed, they took him home anyway. Yeah. Stuff. Oh. Archie's Stuff. working with the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the best part it's of this? It's so stupid! It's so fucking dumb. Well, are we ready? No. We're doing it! Okay. Uh, so our opening narration, uh, sees, uh, Jughead walking through the halls of Riverdale High, Mm. and people are purposely walking into him, which, honestly, same. Um, he says, One week after Riverdale High's absorption of its Southside counterpart, and everything was the same, and nothing was the same. He's- (laughs) <laughs> I hate it. Take Archie Andrews. On the surface, he's getting ready for basketball tryouts. Basketball? As he, as he does every winter. Oh! But underneath, he was churning, his life in chaos, after an unexpected visit from the feds. Um, so then we get to see... Oh, he also says, Meanwhile, the town was preparing to honor its founding father, General Augustus Pickens. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, okay. uh, I feel like I know the name Pickens or something. Couldn't tell you what. Um, great, cool. Yeah. 
Are they just bumping into him just because he's a Southsider? Yeah. Except that he never really left Riverdale and showed up there all the time? Yeah. But it is, but as you say, it is Jughead, so, <laughs> Yeah. <you know. laughs> I mean, I, I would have bumped into him regardless of where he came from. I think it's a really interesting choice of him to imply that Archie has anything going on on any level of his, like, consciousness. Right? Besides, like... Veronica Pretty, like music, not poems. Abs, 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 abs. abs. (laughs) (laughs) It's just only his abs talking to him. (laughs) So then we see Cheryl giving a presentation about General Pickens for class. Um, She is uh, saying that her great, great, great grandpappy, Colonel Barnabas B. Blossom, bankrolled General Pickens settlement of an Eden along the river of Sweetwater, etc., etc. Oh, I'm not going to do the whole thing. Barnaby B. Blossom? Yeah. Great. Right. And is this... How many generations removed from this is the brothers that, like, uh, did uh, did murder? That was their great-grandparents, I believe, right? Great-grandpappy? So, uh, and, and Mr. Barnabas is her great-great-great-grandpappy. So... Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But is not related to pick, pick and pick, pick a little, talk a little. Right. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, Cheryl wants to rename Pickens Day. Um. I guess in honor of her great, great, grandpappy. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So okay, now we are at the Andrews house. Mm. Um, we see a meeting with the mayor and Hiram and Hermione and Fred, obviously, because his oh. house, and Veronica. And Sheriff Dad is also Oh, there. hey! And they're discussing making Pickens Day a bigger event this year with Lodge Industries and Andrews Construction co-sponsoring. Somehow this is supposed to bring the North and South sides together since the integration between the two schools isn't going well. I can't believe it. That's pretty classic. <laughs> if they're... Talking about, like, this, we'll do this to, um, like, further integration, and they are only talking with people from the north side. Right. (laughs) Isn't that just so, just the way it goes? (laughs) And the town has already had their jubilee thing, right? Yeah. So this is a separate, like, occasion. Mm Mm-hmm. Celebrating Pickens, and Cheryl wants it to celebrate a blossom. Yeah. Cool. Yep. I'm probably gonna be parroting a lot of stuff back to you to make sure this is legit. No, that's fair. Okay. Um, so at one point, I believe the mayor is like, well, um, won't the serpents cause problems? And Hiram says, um, we've thought of that, and so we've offered to hire them as security for the event. Uh-huh. Which is interesting as a choice, I would say. Crime boss Hiram strikes again. Yeah. Um, so then Archie comes home, uh, in the midst of the conversation. He's all sweaty because he's been for a run. Oh, sure. Um, he, like, he's like, hey, like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're actually finishing up here, so we're all gonna go. Um. And he's like, I haven't been talking to the FBI. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> I would, my abs and I would never do that. <laughs> my abs <and> I... <laughs> Um. I have other friends I need. One. Two, three, <laughs> <counts>. <laughs> uh, So 
Archie then tries to give Veronica a kiss as she's leaving, which she's like, oh, no, you're sweaty. I don't want to kiss you because you're stinky. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, And now we're at the Coopers. Okay. And Hal asks how long Chick is going to be staying. Right. And Alice is like, as long as Chick wants, you cuck. (laughs) (laughs) Get your dicks! (laughs) And Hal, Hal is annoyed. And he wants to, he's like, I, I don't, like, understand why Chick is here and why he came here all bloody. That's fucked. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, that is fucked. And then Chick explains that the man who attacked him was uh, the guy who runs the hostel. His name is Marcel. Oh, um, okay. And that night, Chick didn't want to work, but Marcel was trying to convince him, quote, okay. uh, thus the attack. Okay. So Hal and Betty ask what kinds of clients Chick works with, and it's like, oh my god, come on, guys. Um, and Chick says all kinds, and then he's like, I have scars from some of them, and Betty says, I have scars too. No, no, Betty, please. Crescent moons on my palms, and Chick is like, from digging your nails in, I used to do that too. But like, Betty. Seems, like, really shocked at the concept that Chick would have any scars. I feel like everyone has, like, a scar, at yeah, least. Yeah, I have, um, <laughs> I have two faint marks on my, uh, I think, my knee from where I tried to run up and down, um, up a down escalator. Oh, that's and always a, a Banged mistake. my knee, and it wow. looks like a vampire tried to get me and missed and, like, got me in the knee, because they're, like, two little dots, like, next to each other. <laughs> amazing that's i think i have something else i have a scar on my knee too what the fuck fuck? (laughs) i think i told you about that scar last week it's from falling on the ice oh right and then i and then um like my knee split open from falling on it yeah and then like it damaged the nerves or something the ice and um i still can't feel that part of my knee so yeah that's it's just so weird that like betty is like so shocked yeah by the idea that he would have scars yeah like you you saw where he you saw where he was and where he was at like in life yeah and the way he reacted to being stabbed too i imagine it's like if i were stabbed i probably would not have a lot of wherewithal about me but the way you described it is like he was like ah fuck this again yeah and she was like we got to get you somewhere and like he didn't want to go to the hospital like he was i don't know he's all but told them he has had a really rough go of it and is sort of forced maybe actually yeah forced to do like yeah sex work and they don't get it yeah and it's not like they haven't been exposed to, like, the south side of town, the darker side of town, the yeah. underside of Riverdale, the town within the town, the town underneath the uh, city town's layers. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man. Very- I have scars, too. No, Betty. <laughs> yeah, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, also, that is that is different than, than stab wounds. Yeah. Different thing, Betty. Different thing. Pain is not a competition, but it's a different thing. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay, so now we are with uh, Agent Adams and Archie. Oh, great. <laughs> the golden duo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who get a lot done. Wow. Um, so he he's like, I've got 
like, this, you know, document that promises your dad's immunity for this. Um, Archie tells him what he heard from the, like, gathering that he walked into the night before. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, Adams is like, well, why weren't you part of it? And Archie's like, I was playing basketball. It's my new Archie voice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, totally just, like, doing sports. I love sports. You want to see my abs? <laughs> <laughs> my abs won't train themselves, Mr. Adams. <laughs> Did you write oh, the God. comic strip about the goth family? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> so, uh, okay, Archie wants to speed things along because he's like, I just want my life back. And it's like, what have you done differently recently, Archie? Um, Adams tells Archie that if he wants to speed things up, he needs to get closer to Hiram and form a closer relationship with him so that he can, like, dig more efficiently, I guess. Isn't the idea... I mean, I don't know how much time is of the essence, but don't you want to not rush something like this? Right? (sighs) Anyway. um, Maybe they lost time because Archie got lost on the subway (laughs) trying to find Nick. (laughs) He was there for, like, three weeks. (laughs) Where am I? (laughs) Like, where... Archie, where were you? You were gone for a long time. It's called Times Square, but I couldn't even find a claw. <laughs> oh, I love our version of Archie. <laughs> and no other. He makes me so happy. Um, so at school, Betty is showing Veronica, Jughead, and Kevin a picture of Chick. Kevin is like, he's hot. Yeah, I'll bet he is. And uh, thinks he looks familiar also. Kevin asks if he can meet him in person, but Betty says that he's still acclimating. Um, She's like... uh, To to what, humans? Yeah. Um, (laughs) She says, I'm trying to get him to trust me, but my mom is treating him like he's 10 years old and my dad's acting like he's the devil's spawn. And then... What did you (laughs) expect? Right? It's like, Betty... This was your idea. <laughs> what, like, you, I, the thing with Betty is that she's, like, sort of presented to us as this very intelligent character Poirot. with, like, a lot of compassion. Mm. She's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, that whole episode where it's she like, plans obviously, the- Betty. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I just- where she plans the birthday party. Right? I feel like is really... And then, well, in episode 21, lest we forget her... Lest we forget... Entire uh, routine? The Number? Scene. Yeah. I love... I, it's still my favorite part. No, but... <laughs> well, almost my favorite part. What? We'll come up to my... What? Other I thought... Huh? Later. Um, okay, mm. so then Veronica has an idea. Oh, good. Yeah, which always are great. Um, <laughs> she suggests that Chick comes to, uh, Pickens Day. Right. Um, Jughead says that the serpents weren't invited, and they're like, what, you're gonna be security? And he's like, being security isn't being invited. And then Tony walks in, and Jughead goes, he's like, like, he's like, oh, hey, and then, mm. and then Betty's like, he, like, gets up to leave, and Betty's like, oh, like, do you have plans? And, and Jughead's like, yeah, I'm interviewing Tony's grandpa. He's the oldest living serpent. <laughs> he's a basilisk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
name? Oh Anaconda. Oh, Andy me. for short. Andy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Archie and Veronica then discuss Hiram. Good. Great. Um, Love it. Love when you just... <laughs> These two and their romantic exploits, it's like, hi, we're finally alone together. Let's talk about your dad. <laughs> hi, have... we're finally alone together. Let's make out in this murder house. <laughs> they have a brief scene that I hate later oh. this episode. <laughs> so Archie's like, how do I make Hiram like me? I want your dad to like me. Right. And Veronica tells him that her dad likes wrestling. <laughs> You're joking. No, I am not. Please. She's like, yeah, he fucking loves wrestling. He loves that shit. And Archie's like, seriously? Um, and then and then Archie says, oh man, Veronica, this is so crazy. Because I was like telling Art or Reggie recently that like I want to take a break from basketball and like try a new sport. And then Veronica's <laughs> like, wow, that's such a crazy coincidence. You should totally do wrestling and just doesn't suspect anything at all. <laughs> now see, this is almost, I feel like it's accidentally clever on Archie's part. Because that is a terrible segue. But he's Archie. <laughs> and I can see being like, of course, this is, you want to like, suddenly want to take a break from basketball and yeah. are influenced by the wants of people around you more than your own. It's not off-brand for him. <sighs> no. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, how, has, have we ever seen them play basketball before? Um... Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been? I want to take a break from basketball. How long have you been playing basketball? Two minutes. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just decided to start like ten minutes ago, actually. But I think I'm ready to take a break. It's a lot of jumping, and now I want to be ready to be closer to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Betty tried to bury me alive. <laughs> Archie's just discovered a weird cave. <laughs> and Veronica's like, ever since what? And he's like, you know, when that janitor guy forced her to try and bury me alive in a coffin that was meant for him, but it wasn't. Archie, what? <laughs> and he's like, and then he's like, Veronica, do you think anyone will ever try and force you to bury me alive in a coffin in the ground? She's like, what the fuck? No. He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, now we get Riverdale's attempt at addressing colonialism. Ugh. So, here we go. Okay. So, Jughead is interviewing Tony's grandfather. Sure. Um, Does he have a name? I Thomas is cool. his name, I think. Okay. It, it'll say soon. Um, so, grand, grandpa, grandpa, <laughs> I just have grandpa right So many grandpas. <laughs> so many grand. A lot mentioned. Yeah. Okay, so Thomas, I believe his name is Thomas, uh, says that the serpents and their laws are all based on the Uctena tribe. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, uh... I, I googled it. This is not a real tribe. Um, Uctena is a real thing in many indigenous uh, cultures. Right. It is a mythical snake. <laughs> oh my god. 
Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> right? So, so they didn't go the Stephanie Meyer route and, like, actually pick an actual real life yeah. uh, tribe and then sort of... Exploit con- them? Yeah, ex- and continually, like, <laughs> and ruin the actual people, real life people's lives! Yeah. They're, they took a, a word and it was for Snake and they are now the serpents. Yeah. Okay. Which is not necessarily better, <laughs> I would say. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's 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 Riverdale, so you know they're going to do a bad job. <sighs> um. Okay, so he says, Uctana is a serpent, a horned serpent, a water serpent. Before there was a Riverdale, all this land belonged to the Uctana. Oh my god, water serpent? So rivers... I didn't even catch that. I mean, I don't know if that's anything, but... Yeah, I okay, don't know. sure. So, he tells them that the Uctana, we didn't involve, we were all slaughtered. He describes, um, you know, the settlers coming to mm. Canada and committing genocide. Canada? Uh, sorry, not Canada. I mean, I, they did, but... <laughs> yeah, that also, I forgot where we were. I still, I, do we have a state? It must be close to New York City. You would think. <laughs> I have no idea, actually, where this is. Okay. Um, okay, so they are talking about that. He says, when my grandpa died, we formed the serpents as a way to keep the family together. Oh. And then Jughead is like, how do people not know about this? And Tony says, it's called the whitewashing of history, Jones. What, did you think Jason Blossom was the first person to be murdered in Riverdale? The first part of that, I understand. The second part, I am a bit confused. Hmm. So did you think, so she's saying, like, tons of indigenous people were killed before. Yeah, well, Jughead is saying, like, why, like, why don't I already know this information? Like, how Mm -hmm. come no one has talked about this before? And Mm. Tony is saying, it's, it's whitewashing history. It's, it's erasing. Yeah. What is that? have to do with Jason's murder. Um, I think the comparison is, like, everyone, you know, really reacted to Jason's okay. death. Okay. But they don't know anything about this attempted genocide. Yeah. Okay. I think is sort of what okay. we're trying to get at. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, yeah, it's a interesting comparison to make. Um... <laughs> Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, now we are with Josie and Veronica. Oh! Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're discussing the Pussycats performing at Pickens Day. The mayor walks in, uh, and she's like, Oh, aren't we focusing on your solo career, Josie, instead of the Pussycats? Oh, fuck. Mm Mm-hmm. And then Veronica's like, oh, well, we were thinking, you know, like, to sort of promote it as, like, a one-night-only kind of thing. And the mayor just says, I was talking to my daughter. (laughs) Which is like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) So so then um, the mayor says, in fact, why don't we continue this conversation later when it's just the two of us? And then we get to see Josie and Veronica looking uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Which, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, okay, we're with Betty. 
she gets a call from Kevin. He remembers what he recognized Chick from. Oh, can I guess? Y- sure. Grindem. Grindem. Because I haven't forgot. Uh, that that's their name for Grinder. Never forget. Never forget. Uh, he's a webcam boy. Oh my God! Is he? Is he one of the twinks of Fraternity X? <gasps> Oh, he must be. He must be! He must it's be. Chick Jockbud 92! Oh my god! The timelines! It's, they're converging! <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we get the title card. Oh, great. God, okay! Yeah. So, okay, Veronica... Uh, Why would he tell her that? I don't know. Because <laughs> she already... Like, he, he already is pretty, like, uh, what's the word? Like, wary of them. Mm. And is still sort of speaking kind of in, like, evasive ways about, like, clients and whatever. It seems, like, kind of wild that Kevin would just, like, phone her up and be like, here's some super personal info about your brother who trusts no one because no one's been good to him his whole life. Hey, guess what? He's a camboy and I know him and I may or may not have jerked it to him. Like, what? what is... A lot of that's a lot. There's a lot of implications with him informing her of this (laughs) that are a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So Veronica is talking to her mom about how weird the mayor was with her um, while she was hanging out with Josie, and Hermione says that you know uh, Sierra, which is the mayor's first name. Yes. Uh, sure. Okay, yes. Is, uh, uncomfortable with their decision to let Veronica be more involved in the family business. Interesting. Um, and then, because she might tell Josie, which I don't know why that would be a problem, but Veronica's like, well, I would never do that. And then Hermione is like, I know, but, you know, if the mayor's coldness persists, Hermione will have a conversation with her. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Um, and then her Veronica just grins slyly. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a conversation with her. Pause. Uh, you hear like the Arrested Development voiceover, like, and by this she meant cut her brakes. <laughs> <laughs> by this she meant murder. <laughs> murder. Murder. Uh, okay, so now it's now we're time for wrestling. Oh, does it have to be? It, yep. Uh, Archie starts warming up. Hiram is there because he wants to watch teenage boys wrestle. That's a normal thing to want. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That can't be right. (laughs) That can't be. He used to be on the Riverdale High Wrestling team, which is, I think, how they're, like, trying to justify it. Okay, like, he's not the coach. No, he's He's not. He's just, like, he's just, like, I love wrestling. He just loves wrestling so much that he will watch teenage boys wrestle. Right. Yeah. Who are notoriously really good at safe, good wrestling? I don't, I don't know. Um, so Hiram is there to check out the team. Well, that's not great (laughs) wording. Yeah, nope. Uh, okay. We are then reminded that Chuck exists. um, Oh, right. He does, doesn't he? When he teases Archie and then slaps his ass. Oh! (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, okay, Kevin's also there. He also wants to wrestle. I can't believe it. But he's a good wrestle boy because they, <laughs> they partner up to practice. Mm. Um, this is a screenshot I sent you. Yeah, that. And Kevin pins Archie immediately. And now we are just watching 
wrestling, and Archie is just blowing it. Really? Just the fucking worst at wrestling. But he's a huge ab man. But he's a big ab boy, but he's bad at wrestling. Did not expect Kevin to be the, 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 what's the word, like the intercontinental champion? Yeah. There's different belts. I don't know. I don't know anything about wrestling. Weird. Yeah. So then uh, Kevin is talking to Betty in the hall after wrestling. He says, it's like, yeah, Archie, you have the physique of a 1970s porn star, but that Ah. doesn't mean you can wrestle. (laughs) And then Betty's like, hey, speaking of porn stars. No, oh my. No. (laughs) And then they talk about chicks. You can't, you cannot. The segues this show tries to attempt are between stretches at the best people who are related mm-hmm. oh my god she's like do i tell him that i know he's a cam boy and and then jughead walks in <laughs> and uh and then he's like uh hey like i uh kevin leaves they're at the <laughs> blue and gold now sure. and kevin leaves i think they're at the blue and gold the whole time actually mm. um okay kevin leaves i've said this three times now goodbye kevin and jughead's there and it's just him and betty and then he's like i have an article and i and i and i want it in the blue and gold and it's about uh tony's grandpa so he wrote an article about right. it um hopefully with permission you'd hope you'd hope um okay so what? 1970. What a strangely specific thing for right? a grade 10 or 11. Why the 70s? Why? And isn't, 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 yeah, this feels like bad waters to go into, but like, <laughs> isn't, isn't, <laughs> Kevin Are leaves, okay. isn't, <laughs> isn't the deal with, with 70s that like it was all really like hairy? <laughs> Archie is like the smoothest body. This ever is seen. yeah. I've oh, seen the abs. Oh fuck, that's good. Oh god. Um, I guess I just wouldn't know. But also, why would Kevin know? Don't listen to me. <laughs> I I don't. I've you have valuable things to say. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have you know. Not here. I'll have you know. I've never said a valuable thing in my life. <laughs> um. Okay, so Jughead continues to tell Betty the true history of Pickens and Riverdale's founding. That's... Sorry. Oh? Uh, Pickens... Pickens. We have, um... I don't remember what the episode, it might have been the one where it's like, meet what's-his-nuts here, meet the what's-his-nuts? Black- <laughs> meet the black hood here. I've never heard Pick- that before. Pick- Pickens Park. Oh, we've heard that. We have. Is heard that, that where they have to go meet? Like with there underneath the devil's hands. I'm not well. Goodbye. I'm not well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would just start introducing myself that way. Hello, my name's Evelyn. I'm, I'm not, not well. well. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Evan leaves. <laughs> Isn't <laughs> um? Yeah, you're totally right. Wow, they actually brought something back. Yeah. I think that's a new record for them. They've mentioned something like two episodes before yeah. that comes back instead of the episode before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, am impressed with that for Riverdale. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, Jughead's like, you know, I want, I want like the story, like the true story of Riverdale's founding, like what really happened to be like out there. Like I want people to know. Um, 
and uh, and then somehow also, uh, okay, right, because of Pickens Day, uh, Hiram Lodge is honoring this murderer. It's weird to single out Hiram when Andrew's construction is co-sponsoring. Mm. The mayor is involved. I just, it's it's weird to me to single out Hiram for this. But I guess that's what whatever. we're doing this episode. Yeah, fucking Hiram, just start the show this time good around. Good thing he's a very good and connected mm-hmm. and smart crime boss. So good at doing crime, Ooh. as we'll see later this episode. No good. <laughs> um, Who so... has a locked drawer and does not keep the file that is important no one see in the locked drawer. Yep. <laughs> So, yeah, Jughead is like, it's it's bad that we're honoring Hiram, who's honoring this murder instead of trying to make amends. And then Betty's like, are you going to try and get a quote from Hiram for the article? And uh, then it's the next scene. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Veronica is telling Archie that if he ends up just sucking balls at wrestling... <laughs> Um, her, her dad would be just chuffed to see, chuffed to see him perform with, uh, with her and, and Josie at Pickens Day, and now we have to make out. It's an important part of our daily activity schedule. Yeah. So, uh, now we- God, making out with a robot. Gotta be cold. Gotta be. Stiff. Oh, yeah? <laughs> well, the face. <laughs> the face! <laughs> Maybe. Babe, your face is so stiff. <laughs> I really like the idea that, Ver- like, Veronica's, oh, no. like, actually a robot, Archie but Archie has no- just does not catch oh, on Oh, this has potential. Oh, this has a lot of potential. Oh, it's- Archie. Our imagined Archie- is just my sweet, beautiful idiot who I love so very much. I hate the real show version yeah. of Archie, but the version we've created, I think, is so great. She's like, I need to go home to recharge. And he's like, oh, yeah, me too. I'm super tired after wrestling. Yeah. And she's, like, got, a like, a, an outlet in her side. Yeah. She's yeah. fully hooked up to a wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Babe, is that for an electric blanket? Babe. <laughs> yeah. She's like, the light is out of her eyes. She's like fully hibernating. <laughs> Babe. Just, wow, you sure are like a heavy sleeper. She's <laughs> <laughs> activating human sleeping protocol. Snore. Snore. <laughs> she just does that the whole night. It's <laughs> like, wow. She talks in her sleep, it's so cute. Oh my God. Uh, he's home from the hostel, 
Marcel has thrown out all of his stuff, including oh, his there. camera Sorry. and his computer. Oh, Jesus. Um, Betty's like, uh, he's like, that. that's like my livelihood. God, fuck. And then <laughs> <laughs> Betty's like, but, you know, it's like what mom said. You can stay here as long as you want. Like, you have support and family here. And he's <sighs> like, but the, and he's like, do you really think this is like a long-term thing? Um, he says, wow, if you believe that, then you're even crazier than I thought. Mm -hmm. Oh, and now we see uh, an example of Hiram being such a good crime boy. Oh boy, can't wait, can't wait. (laughs) So Jughead phones Hiram for the quote, Mm. uh, and uh, instead of answering at all, or like even just attempting to like kind of like, like, you know, um, what is the saying when you're trying to make something not a big deal? Like, smooth the waters, or...? Yeah. He just hangs up Shit. on Jughead. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> who, is, who is this? Yeah. I'm, Do I know you? <laughs> yeah, I'm driving through a tunnel, actually. I'll call you back. He just, like, picks up, like, a paper and starts crinkling it near yeah. the oh, we're, we're breaking up. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we see Betty pacing in her room, uh, and then she, like, we see her, the the light turn on in her brain. Mm, um, that's never good. No. <laughs> and she starts looking for something, and then- Is it the wig? Is she looking for the wig? Not yet. Oh, that's the worst thing you could have said. Um... So, Betty, uh, then, we see her walking down the hallway with her laptop, and she knocks on Chick's door, and he doesn't answer, but she, like, puts the computer, like, down on the floor in front of it, and then she, like, walks away, but Chick opens the door as she's walking, and, and, like, she turns around, and he, like, picks it up and, like, looks at her, and then, like, goes inside his room without saying anything, so mm. that's nice. Um, okay, so now we're at the Pembroke. Um, Veronica and Archie are practicing for the performance, and then Hiram walks in, and this is the scene that I really don't like. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. Um, (laughs) Hiram does kind of slap a little bit, though, because he says, I have to say, the thought of you two being in here alone used to upset me deeply, but after seeing your performance today, Archie, for some (gasps) reason, I'm less worried. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That is even better than Sheriff Dad's zinger. It's so fucking That is, that is brutal. And I do love it. He should not be a crime boss. He should be like an insult comedian or something. He should just be a professional roaster. Professional roaster. (laughs) Hiram Lodge, professional roaster. I love that. Um, okay, so... He says, uh, my point is there's no shame, Archie, in admitting defeat and accepting the fact that you're more suited to singing with the pussycats. Um, Veronica tells Hiram that Archie is a good musician and that he's... Don't, no, Incredibly sexy when he sings, and then they kiss deeply in front of Hiram. And I, and I absolutely hate it. I don't like it. It's a bad, it's just some bad vibes that we're getting from that. It's not even a power move. It's just like, bad, uh, ew. Yeah, it's just a lot. So. No, thank you. 
Um, Archie is, then is like, oh, like, I should go home and practice wrestling because I don't want to spread myself too thin or something. I don't know. I... <laughs> Between music and wrestling and working with the FBI, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Working with the FBI to uncover my girlfriend's father's shitty business practices. <gasps> Not you, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> my other girlfriend. <laughs> no, wait. Shit. <laughs> She's, like, scanning him just, like, to check the body temperature for lies. Yeah. <laughs> Detecting heart rate. <laughs> um, okay, so at the Coopers, Hal tells Chick... That oh god, they're interacting. They're in, he's uh, Hal's been. We've seen the Coopers sitting around the table a few times this episode. Oh, that must be awkward. Well, I guess this is really the second time. Every single time, Hal's just like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> and um, Chick is like, "I don't know." And then, uh, okay, so Hal tells Chick that he's filling a void, and Chick is like, "That's okay. I know that I am." And he doesn't expect to stay there for free, and that he never did expect to stay there for huh. free. So that's nice, I guess. Is I it? <laughs> Scene's over. So great. Sure. Um. Now we're doing some more wrestling. Great, sure. Love it. Um, Hiram is going to demonstrate some some wrestling. Kevin is so eager to volunteer. Oh, God. Oh, no, no, no. I was... Oh, I thought... But Hiram picks Archie. That's... Um, okay. And he, like, immediately pins Archie. Okay. Um, what the fuck kind of weird alpha male of the pack... Bullshit is this. Right? What is this? Um, okay. I'm proving my... D- how? How is Veronica in competition with her mother for her father's attention and Archie is in competition with her father for her attention? This is a weird family. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, I hate it also. Okay. Well, Kevin's just in a corner drooling a bit. Yeah. So Hiram says he's he's doing some I don't know what move it is, but um so Hiram says this is a simple but effective move. When your opponent gets cocky by the way, just for a visual, he's saying this while he's like choking Archie. I'll bet. Um when your opponent gets cocky, dominating your rival, demoralizing him <laughs> is the key if you want to win. And then he like leans into Archie, get the message. I always win. <laughs> and Archie is like... Pops a bone? Yeah, because they, I'm sorry, he's losing air. He's being pressured. It's like being buried alive, but under a human. Yeah. It's even better. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this is so... This is... This episode This psychosexual... Uh, get the message. I always win. Oh my god. Yeah, it's... he must. Do... I'm. I'm. I'll bet. I'm surprised Hal isn't here too. Just like, yes, it is demoralizing. <laughs> yes, demoralize him. <laughs> I don't know why this episode is this. No. Like, it's so weird. Um, okay. <laughs> So now we see Tony and Jughead. Okay. Tony is angrily reading Jughead's article out loud. (laughs) Everyone reads his articles out loud to him. (laughs) And yeah, they do. Um, Okay, so she reads, General Pickens was a murderer and ripples from his gruesome acts... Oh, and ripples, not he ripples. (laughs) 
ripples, the noun, not ripples, the verb. Um, uh, and ripples from his gruesome acts continue to be felt today. Descendants of the victims are still being displaced, so I challenge the North Side, instead of honoring men like General Pickens and Hiram Lodge, hold them accountable. Reparations must be paid to men like Tony. Uh, Thomas Topaz, who are too old and beaten down to fight back with themselves. Rude. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> and so Tony's like, hey, fuck you, number one, for saying that about my grandpa. He's not like a. And then, oh, she says, uh,. She doesn't want her grandpa to be painted like a victim or to be used as a prop for Jughead's vendetta against the North Side. Uh, my note then says Tony is right and she should say it. <laughs> this is astonishing. Like, that little exchange is astonishingly not setting off the barrage of red flags I expected it to. Yeah, like, that's, it's kind of okay. She also says, this wasn't your story to tell. Here's my, here's the thing that I thought was thinking, uh... That you thought was thinking? I thought that I thought was thinking. <laughs> um, and then I realized it's not thinking. She rippled. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've been on Tumblr again recently <laughs> because I got bored. Sure. Um, and I saw this post the other day about, like the manic pixie dream girl trope and how there's been this like kind of weird resurgence of it but like in an attempt that's to sort of like deconstruct it Uh. by having like you know the guy at the beginning like treat the woman as a manic pixie dream girl and then over the course of like the story Mm. realize that she's a fully realized person but that like the problem with those narratives is that you're still having the male character Uh. be the main character right and like it He's still the, you know, deconstructed manic pixie dream girl is still, like, a tool for him to learn something. Yeah. And I sort of feel like that's what's happening here. Um, Especially because, like, we're not putting Tony and her grandpa front and center Mm. at any point. Mm -hmm. We're putting Jughead front and center. So, like, he will, spoiler alert, apologize to her later in the episode. Mm. But it's still, like a learning moment for Jughead and not necessarily, like, like anything for Tony and her grandpa. That is a really interesting comparison. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about, like... So, like, what Tony is saying is, like, fully correct and fair. The issue is that at no point do we actually put the focus on Tony or Thomas. It's the whole thing is about Jughead the straight white kid. I have a lot of thoughts about, yeah, yeah, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, for me, this is, like, a really big turning point in the way I perceive Jughead. Like, I sort of oh. feel like I the last few episodes, like, sort of starting closer to the second half of season two, mm. he starts, like, like, I kind of liked Jughead at the beginning. Like, I liked that he was just a little bit of, like, a moody, emo dirtbag. Like, that's kind of what was fun about him. Um, I don't understand it, but I respect your opinion. Thank you. <laughs> um, Civil disagreements. Yeah. <laughs> All every day. I refuse to debate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> big noise. I've hurt my elbow. Well, don't. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um... But yeah, like, I, I I, sort of feel, like, I kind of like Jughead at first, um, and then, like, 
closer to, like, the second half of season two, he starts, like, being, a, like, a lot more, like, intolerable for me. Just because of the way he gets, like, so, um, I don't even know how to describe the way that he is. Great. Like, he, he gets so weirdly, like, impassioned about the serpents mm. in a way that it's, like, this is his, this is his character now. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? Like... Like, this is the only function my character serves now, is to be angry about the serpents in some capacity or other. That's very interesting, because I think I have gone in the exact opposite direction. Oh. Where he started off just being whiny, insufferable, couldn't take him seriously, whatever. And his, and his actions continue to be fucking stupid, mm-hmm. but they make more sense to me. They are not justified, but they make more sense to me now that he is like, oh, I found a group. I think a big issue, like, a big part of the disconnect for me, too, is Mm. the fact that he's sort of, like, his narration is, like, supposed to be the framework through which we're seeing, we're being told the story, and it's weird to, like, have what sounds like it's supposed to be, like, sort of, uh, not necessarily, like, an objective, but, like, a, like, a far away, like, um... A retrospective. Retrospective view of, of the story, but then also to have this character who's doing these totally stupid things all the time. Um, and this, like, episode marks, for me, the point where, like, it's not just, like, a subtle shift, it's, like, a full 180, where, like, he's just being such a fucking, like, dick. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I, yeah, I don't know, like, it's, it's... From this point on, I I remember really just, like, not liking Jughead anymore, because it's just, like, I don't know, like, there's, I just hate every decision he makes. (laughs) Do you think it has anything to do with, because he's also, I'm sorry if this is, like, basically different words, but exactly what you just said, and I just, like, mad libs it, (laughs) but do you think it has anything to do with, like, because... He seems to be so focused on, like, writing and articles and, like, telling people, like, his opinions on these things without actually, like, really communicate. Not that anyone communicates, but really communicating (laughs) with the people, like, he is claiming to represent. And in the context of the... (laughs) In the... Short-circuiting. In the context of the show, he is the narrator. Yeah. And so it feels like no matter what... We know that because this is sort of told in a retrospective, we know that he's going to end up in a place where he is celebrated for his storytelling. Yeah. Even though what we're seeing now is very frustrating. Yeah, sort of. The thing is, I, like, I don't even consider his narration to be all that much in the future because in the very first episode, he's typing on his computer. yes. So, like, while he's giving that narration, so it really sounds like he's writing, like, each, like, narration takes place, like, during the episode. Like, but it can't be, though. Like, we've, but it can't because, like, he'll be writing. We'll see him typing and he'll be like, good night, sugar man. And it's like, you can't possibly know that. Right. Or, or the, um, he had no idea what, he makes a lot of, like, we had no idea what was coming. And it's like, well, what was coming? I don't even think, like, the writers of the writer know. Yeah. That's my main sticking point with it. Mm. Would it would make more sense if it if it was like if the narration came at the end of episodes they did like they they did with Criminal Minds, where like at the end of every episode it's like Albert Einstein once said 
Yes. It's bad to kill people. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, they always end up with, like, a quote, and it's like, wow, we really learned something today, didn't we, folks? But but his thing is, like, and now Archie goes further into the darkness, and it's like, well, how can you know that? Like, you cannot now know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I think think that's a big part of it also, actually. Like, there's this disconnect between Jughead the narrator and Jughead the actual character Mm. that I find hard to, like, reconcile. Yes, (laughs) Because he's such a dick, and he's so stupid, and, but, like, he's giving these narrations like, as this sort of omnipresent, omniscient character. Yeah. Which, that's, like, way more grounded than the actual character of Jughead is. And I find that confusing and weird. And I think that contrast is part of what makes me dislike, like, the way Jughead is actually presented in the show so much. Because it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this guy's supposed to be, like like, this knowledgeable dude, but instead he's just acting like a total baby about everything. And not to harp on the 2015 (laughs) thing, but, like, the disconnect makes more sense there Mm -hmm. if the perspective of him writing, like, from the future is much stronger, and in the present, there is a literal difference in communication, like, with the way he communicates with people and the way they do with him. Yeah. And you hear it in the narration. They specify. It's like he, like he hears himself in his head, like, through memory or if they're doing some sort of, like, allegory representative thing. And in person, like, in the present, quote-unquote, it's like he, he has a slightly more flat tone because he can't, like, hear the nuances. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's that's a really good parallel yeah. to what you're talking about. Yeah. And no. And no! <laughs> Instead, we must sprosify him. Ah, uh, yep. I guess. <laughs> well. So, so anyway, um, Mayor McCoy, we're with Mayor and Josie now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the mayor doesn't want Josie performing at Pickens Day because um, Jughead's article was published and she's worried that there will be a riot because of the oh. article. Oh, God. Um, she's worried or she... Right, they should not do it, right? Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> um, so, uh, Josie's like, no, I still want to perform. Um, but then, uh, something happens. <laughs> uh, Mayor McCoy's, like, telling her that, like, she doesn't trust Veronica or whatever. And then Josie's like, why is Veronica trigger- triggering you? <laughs> oh my god. Why is Veronica triggering you all of a sudden? And then... Uh, Mayor McCoy says, baby, let me tell you something about Veronica and her parents and the way they do business and the way they use their daughter to do their business. Ooh. <laughs> yep. Ooh. Ooh, spicy. Mayor. Um, okay, so <laughs> now we're at school. Uh. Veronica is practicing in the music room. Uh, Josie walks in and tells her that uh, she's not going to do the performance, and she says that she doesn't like being manipulated by a lodge. Um, it's not entirely clear what exactly the mayor said to her, but no. Josie is out of there. Cool. Um, okay, so uh, now we see Cheryl and Penelope out in the cemetery. Cheryl, been a while. Yeah. Um, the, uh, whatever their home is called. Uh, Thornhill? Thornhill. Thistle House. Thistle House. Oh, God. Um, Sometimes I think about Nana Rose. 
and how <laughs> how she could possibly have escaped. Right. And it it is funnier to me than it should be to picture this like ancient woman <laughs> just like jumping out of the window. <laughs> like throwing a chair and jumping. She does or like just a like, flip. <laughs> do a flip. <laughs> So, okay, Cheryl is uh, discussing Jughead's article with Penelope, uh, and then she's like, is our family, like, also responsible for killing hundreds of people for for trees? Well, Cheryl! <laughs> <laughs> well! Well, um, she's quite upset. Um, Penelope is, like, typically sort of, like, blasé about it, mm-hmm. like, you mm-hmm. know. Um, oh, it's whatever. Um, she describes the Blossoms' history to Cheryl. She says, we had a hand in everything, building the railroads, operating the saloons, and yes, even a brothel. The old ways die hard, it seems. (laughs) Sorry, it took me a second, but I got there, and I do love that. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, what railway? What saloon? What? Ah! Okay, so Kevin and Archie are now trying to discuss why, trying to discuss, they're just (laughs) discussing why Archie is trying to learn how to wrestle and why he's just so fucking weird about wrestling now. Um, Archie tells Kevin that it didn't start with Hiram, but now Archie is, he wants to prove Hiram wrong and he wants to earn Hiram's respect, which like, good luck, buddy. Okay, isn't that also like, doesn't, like, for himself or because of the... FBI business. He says for himself. And okay. it is starting to feel at this point in the episode that he's not really too focused on the FBI yeah. stuff anymore. Well, who is? And he's mostly just focused on making Hiram not choke him in front of his peers. Because it's, it's really <laughs> embarrassing when you get so turned on. Yeah. <laughs> by your girlfriend's <laughs> dad, dad in front of your entire... Veronica's dad brain. has got me feeling red. <laughs> okay. Fountains of Dwayne, yeah. the band, different band, fountains. Of, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> uh, so it took us like halfway through season two, but we did eventually get to the like primary conflict, if you can call it that, of like OG Archie comics, which is Archie likes Veronica and Hiram doesn't like Archie. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yeah. Aren't you so <laughs> glad we're here? Um, so, okay, at home, Chick asks why Betty gave him the laptop and why she went to the uh, hostel, like, went back to get him, Mm. and Betty's like, it's because you're my brother, and mom was depressed, and Chick is like, no one is that nice, like, you want something from me, what do you want from me? And then Betty tells Chick that, at first she's, like, kind of like, no, like, I don't want anything, and then then Chick is like, no, you do want something, um, and so Betty's like, that she brought him back uh, to figure out why I am the way that I am. There's a darkness in me uh. that I don't understand that scares me. And I thought that maybe if you had it too, which I think you do, you'd be able to help me make sense of it. And she tells him that she knows about the webcamming. Okay. Um, and she says if Chick ever wants to talk or compare scars, she's there. And Chick is like, no. <laughs> and that's that. Um, wow. Yeah. (laughs) So he really went, like, no, my experience of the world is that it's like a tit-for-tat type thing. Yeah. Like, you you do something for me, I do something for you. And she fully had the opportunity, the writers had the opportunity to fully make Betty 
into someone who would prove him wrong there and have her say, she could still have her struggles, but she could say something like, no, I just, I want you to be okay. It feels like my family's falling apart again, blah, blah, blah. Her whole thing about keeping the family together. Yeah. But they did actually just make her go like, you're right. I want to use you to learn why I am fucked up. And we can compare. What a weird theme that keeps coming up this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also, I think you have a dark side too because you do sex work. Right? Like, what is, what is the implication? Is it because, it could be, like, because you've had a hard life or whatever, but it sounds like it's, like, a, you know, although, mind you, I was also saying earlier, like, clearly he's been through some shit, because... Yeah, I mean, (sighs) I feel like just his behavior is so, like, you know, like, he's so clearly not trusting yeah um and um he's very like what you said like you can tell he's like been through some shit in his life yeah so i guess when we've seen derek betty it has been in a like strangely sexual get up oh so maybe she assumes like he has a dark chick (laughs) chick. (laughs) he he puts on a wig for for webcam work that's why kevin didn't recognize him immediately (laughs) She's like, do you have a wig too? He's like, oh, what? Uh, um. Okay, so Archie then goes to Hiram to demand why he doesn't like him. <laughs> oh my god, is he five years old? Uh, Hiram's like, your dad fucked my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and that means you probably do it too. <laughs> Oh my god, I fully forgot. Yeah, right? Me too until but, then. But it's your true. Dad fucked my <laughs> Those were his exact words. But and Archie's like, I no, mean... no, no, Mr. Lodge, you misunderstand. I don't want to fuck your wife. And Rachel comes <laughs> in and he's like, hey, what's but up? I'll fuck your wife. <laughs> 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 I just want to fuck your daughter. And he's like, no, I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> my concern. And Reggie's like, should I go or? Leave my card. They're like, how did you even get in here? (laughs) (laughs) We have a doorman. (laughs) Yeah, Smithers just like, I am not paid enough for this. Yeah. Actually, let's just see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Hiram says that he doesn't believe that Archie will ever be able to take care of Veronica. And then Veronica (laughs) walks in. And, uh, she's mad that they're fighting, and she's like, this is so juvenile, and that's honestly fair. And then, uh, it's the middle of the night, and Archie's abs get a phone call, (laughs) and it's Hiram, and he just says, meet me outside. No! (laughs) And And Hiram's got mistletoe. (laughs) And Archie's like, oh, we have to. (laughs) Uh, It's the rule! (laughs) I'll get in trouble. Um, so then uh, they go for a jog together. Okay. Um, so I guess Hiram also also at some point like texted Archie to like put on his running shoes and like his running gear. Anyway. Also at some point got his number. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, he's got reach, I guess. But... Yeah. Um, so Hiram then starts like running really fast and Archie like tries to keep pace Mm. and then the run is over and they are at Pops. Um, Of course. And uh, (laughs) my note for this whole part of 
the scene just says God. Um, oh. So we're, you know, we're in for a treat. Great. Hiram says, you know why I love wrestling, Archie? Oh, boy. Because when it's two men on the <laughs> mat, no. it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or even how strong you are. It's about sheer will and knowing your opponent may be even better than he knows himself, which is why, Archie, you will never win. <laughs> and then Archie's like, what are you talking about? And, like, trying to hide his boner. Yeah, and- <laughs> Kevin's in the corner like, this is good. He's right. He's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> are you free later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hal's there also, like, yeah, yeah, demoralize me, please. <laughs> So after this morning, we can say that I helped you, and that we went for a jog, and we broke bread together, and I will tolerate you <laughs> until this pace runs its course. Okay, that is exactly how I feel about Archie during this podcast. I will tolerate you until this phase runs its course. Yeah, right? Um, He's okay. right, though. I mean, it's the... the Uber sexual tension aside, like the it's about knowing your opponent better than they know themselves, so you'll never win. It's like you know what he's got you there. Yeah. Archie doesn't know fuck all. It's true. <laughs> um. Okay. So Hiram is then like, uh, okay. He says I have to. Re- I was gonna like abbreviate, but I think I have to read the whole thing. Oh, do you? Um. So uh, Archie's like run its course, and then um. Hiram says, you're not the first boy who has turned my daughter's head. You see, boyfriends, they come and they go, but fathers, fathers are forever. Which, big to differ. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, they don't even come. They just go. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes, fathers are never. Um, (laughs) Sometimes, fathers are never. (laughs) I gotta get that tattooed on me. Um, Yeah, so that's that. Great. Great. <laughs> um, so what is this? It's bad, is what it is. Yeah. So Veronica uh, then tells Hermione about her fight with Josie. Hermione's like, I'll take care of it. And Veronica's like, no, this is um, their business. Like, if this is what Josie and Sierra want to do, what what the fuck ever. And then she says um, that the show must go on. And then we are back with Jughead, mm. who is plotline is so incredibly relevant to the show as a whole, and it was totally not being a huge fucking pisshead. Um, so Jughead, uh, begins giving Tony and Thomas the worst apology I've ever heard of. Oh, no. He just says, I was angry because the South Side is our home. I'm sick of watching it get dismantled piece by piece in front of our eyes. They take our drive-in, then they take our school, and then Tony's like, I thought you were apologizing. Get his ass, Tony! Right? Like, Tony, fuck yes. I wish you could have been more central to the story this episode, at least. I wish you were around but... Jackhead more just so you could call him out on this bullshit more. This is great! Right? Isn't this amazing? Um, so, uh, Jughead says, I am. I shouldn't have used your story or what happened to the Uctana against the North Side. I had no right. Uh, I'm sorry. And it's like, yeah, you fucking should be. Like, you were shitty about it. You totally did use, like, this person's very 
deep trauma to... Leverage your own agenda. Yeah, which was apparently uh, to take back a drive-in and a school. Um, so... Reclaim the American dream. Like, good for you, you were a dick about it. Awesome. Um, and then Thomas says, Whatever your reasons were, you opened an old wound. Now something has to be done to heal it. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I expected- Which, again, I feel like I would have liked what they were doing had they only made Tony and Thomas central to the plot instead of Jughead. Fucking Jughead! <laughs> um, so, okay, that's that. Veronica then shows up at wrestling tryouts. Hiram apparently told her to come and watch, and she says that she... And, um, Hiram told her that he and Archie had a good talk, mm. um, which, sure. debatable. Can you ever have a good talk with Archie? No. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, Archie is matched up against Chuck, who is in Ooh. a higher weight class. Yeah. So it's an issue. Oh no. Um, Archie is like, what the fuck, like, like, that can't be right, and then... The coach is like, no, like, you have to, whatever. <laughs> no, um, you have to. <laughs> is the yeah. coach, is the coach still Coach Clayton? I don't know. Okay. I was just wondering if the coach was Chuck's dad still, because that's... I <laughs> no, I... I need to watch my son beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> I need this. <laughs> um, so Archie and Chuck wrestle. We're having a great time. Archie pins him and wins. Somehow. By sure. some miracle from God. Yeah. Um, With the power of my abs. Uh, everyone is, like, giving Archie, like, a standing ovation, and Hiram oh. gives him a respect- a begrudgingly respectful clap. Oh, and <laughs> everyone clapped. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so how- there- okay, we're at the Coopers, mm. um, we're on the table again, uh, we're talking about going out for Pickens Day, Hal tells Alice- and why did I write that? <laughs> Hal tells Alice and the cam that he's staying home from pick and stay. The fam? That must be what I meant. Not the webcam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Chick has like slowly been turning into a, a webcam this entire time. When they said camboy, they meant it quite literally. <laughs> um Okay, Alice is like, fine, Hal, do whatever you want, I'm not gonna beg. Um mm. And now it's time for Pickens Day. Uh, Hiram finds Archie and congratulates him on the victory. Archie asks if they're done. Um, Hiram tells him to come to the Pembroke to talk to him about things tonight uh, after Pickens Day. Um, Do we have any like insight into how Archie beat Chuck? No. Cool. By all, you know, indications he should not have. Mm-hmm. So I guess sheer anger at Hiram? Sure. Is what powered him? Great. Um, so Hal then finds Alice and, uh, the rest of the Coopers, including Betty and Chick, which are the rest of the Coopers, <laughs> so I don't know why I said including. Um, well, Polly's not there. Or Juniper and Dagwood. Nor, nor them. Christ. Um, Hal is mad. Uh, he says, do you know what you've let into our house in the room next to Betty's? Ooh. I went on your computer, chick. I saw what you were doing online with your clients. Whoa! Yeah. How? Yeah. Who are you, Alice? <laughs> right. Betty's like, stop snooping um, and stop harassing him. And Hal says, and I don't want to hear it from you to, um, 
I can't even tell who the fuck he's addressing at this point. I think still Alice. And I don't want to hear it from you. You bring home this stranger and move him into Polly's bedroom. Strange. Yeah. And whose fault is that? Hal. Right? Um, and then Alice is, Hal is like, you know, get rid of Chick. But Alice refuses and she's like, Hal, I swear, I threw you out once. I'll do it again. Um, she did. She did. She did. And then she threw a brick through the window of the place where they worked. Yeah. Um, so Hal, like, walks away, and we see Penelope watching him go and just grinning, grinning to herself. Okay, wait. Why? What? She, why is she there? What? It's Pickens Day. Oh! Everyone's there. Okay, sorry, I thought they were still- oh, sorry, for some reason I thought they were still at the house. Okay, oh, no. I- so, okay, now Fred gets up to announce the performance that will be taking place, mm. and he introduces the act as, um- Veronica and the Pussycats, and oh. Josie is like, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's so shitty. It's so shitty. So, oh. Veronica performs, the Pussycats perform, but I mean, it's really Veronica, because we've kind of forgotten about Isn't the Pussycats at this, right? Um, <laughs> okay, so during, she gets about halfway through the song, mm. and then we see people with pickets. Um, it's the serpents walking through the crowd. They're picketing pickens? They're picketing pickens! Cool. Um, Tony then gets on stage, uh, and gives a speech about the Uctana tribe. Hiram interrupts the speech, and, uh, he's like, oh, isn't it so great that we live in a place where young people can, like, stand up for justice and speak their minds? And it's like, well, he didn't really let her, so I don't know about that, Hiram. Um, and then he tries to, like, deflect the speech, and, like, the whole crowd claps like he did a good job, but he didn't do a good job of oh. deflecting anything. <laughs> like, so they, so the show makes him out to have done a good thing. Th- no, Kay. the show makes him out to have succeeded. Okay, which in the context of the show, yes, he did. Yeah, but objectively, his his method of deflection was not good. Got it. Got it. Sorry. Got um, it. In any other world. Everyone would be like, what the fuck? Mm. Um, okay, after the speech, Penelope greets Hal. She says, how about we get you a proper dessert, Hal? It looks like you could use some company, and I've got nowhere I need to be. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) So, at home, Betty's in her room. Uh, Chick walks in and says, Betty, I have a confession to make. The first night I was here, I came into your room while you were sleeping. (sighs) Chick... Explains why he does the webcamming. He says, uh, one of the reasons is to make money. The other reason is to escape. But he's like, to pretend to be someone else. Hmm. Chick says, yes, but more than that, it's a way of getting away from the darkness I feel inside me, too. Uh, Betty... That's escaping. Right? (laughs) Man, God, does he have a wig? He might. We don't know. I'll never tell. <laughs> I'll, I'll certainly never tell. Um, so, uh, Chick says this, and, and Betty, like, looks at her scars on her palms, and then she asks Chick to show her how to get away from the darkness, like him, and he, like, pulls out the computer to show her, like, the how to do, like, the webcamming Oh! Stuff, which is the last screenshot I sent you. Oh! Um, I fully forgot about that. Yeah. Um, this other screenshot was Veronica and the Pusscats yeah. performing. I forgot to... And so now Jughead begins closing narration, and he says, And so with the strokes, stroke, not just the one, of a few keys, 
the dark education of Betty Cooper had begun, I don't know why I'm reading it in this voice, <laughs> and also perhaps the criminal apprenticeship of Archie Andrews. Um, so we see Hiram and Archie's meeting. Um, Hiram asks where Archie sees himself in five years. <laughs> he's like, are you going to be, uh, well, Archie says that he's going to be in college, hopefully on an athletic scholarship. And Hiram's like, will you be studying music? And Archie's like, no, that was the old me. Oh, now, uh, now I think I want to go into business and maybe what? one day I'll get to buy back Andrew's construction from you. And it's like kind of, I think Archie's like ploy of like getting on Hiram's good side uh, like instead of uh-huh. doing music. Uh-huh. He wants to get into business. Ha ha, funny joke. I want to buy my company back. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Great. Subtle. Um, so, uh, Hiram then tells Archie that if he wants to keep dating Veronica, he's gotta get fucking good, is what I wrote. Um, Archie gets a call from Adams at, like, this moment, but he, like, doesn't answer. Um, and then we see Agent Adams, like, sitting in his car, like, slowing the phone down and just kind of looking, like, disappointed. Mad World starts playing. Yeah! He starts stripping. How do we know- (laughs) How do we he needs to escape the darkness? How do we know that it is Adams phoning Archie? Do we find out because Well, we see the name. Okay. <laughs> that is my question. Uh, is okay. does he have him saved as like FBI agent Adams on his phone? I don't I know it says Adams. I will have to look and get I, back to you. That Christ. would be so fucking funny if it was. Um so uh okay, he says uh, or Hiram says, how would you like to start your business tutelage under my shepherding? Um, and Archie's like, you mean like an internship? And then Jughead's narration continues. That night, plans would be made. Nope. Yeah, no, I was right. That night, plans would be made, alliances would be formed, and a horrifying act of desecration would be committed. Oh, God. And then we see the mayor um, asking... Like, okay, so the mayor and the lodges are, like, outside in the park looking up at something. We don't get to see what it is at first. Mm. Um, the mayor asks what the lodges would like to be done. Um, and then we zoom out and Big we... snake? No, we, we uh, zoom out to see the statue of Pickens that apparently lives in the park beheaded with, like, Ooh. red paint around the collar. Oh, fuck, that's so extra. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, and then... Uh, Let's see. I can't. I don't know who says this because it doesn't label the people who are speaking on this transcript. But, I love it, Breathe. Um, someone says, "Isn't this something the serpents would do?" So then Jughead's narration ends, ensuring that the town civil war would go from a possibility to an inevitability. Oh, I said that. <laughs> an, inevitability. an inevitability. Anyway, that's it. See yeah. So what do we think? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I still feel like I have no idea what the fucking point of this show is. There's none. No. I mean, at least with the Black Hood, it was like, ooh, who's the killer? But now it's just sort of like, are Penelope and Hal gonna fuck? Because that came out of left field. Mm -hmm. You know, the who... And while they may not be technically blood-related, they sure made a whole fuss about the Coopers and the Blossoms. Mm-mm-mm. Right. Uh, this psychosexual wrestling business is absolutely wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Tony to be there more, just in general. Yeah, in this episode especially, I feel that she should have a far more prominent role than she does. I, yeah, 
the way I feel about most of the big issues this show brings up, it feels like if you're going to talk about something as, like, serious as, like, sexual assault or, like, grooming a child or, like, colonialism and its after effects. Yeah. Or continuing effects. Then Mm -hmm. what, what, what business do you have taking a episode to do it? And not even the full episode. That's the, that's. Exactly what I think, too. Like, it, it feels very, like, shoehorned. Like, and it also feels like we need a way to ramp up tensions between the South Side and the North Side. Or at least the Serpents and the North Side. Because, yeah, so, we're just conflating them completely now. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it feels like the, the show's, like, looking for a way to ramp up those tensions enough that we have the major, like, conflict. Mm. Um, and, th- and this is the, like, the way they've decided to do it. Like... By just shoehorning in, like, this discussion of, like, colonialism and the slaughter of indigenous peoples. And it's kind of like, but you're not really doing it a ton of justice because you're only spending, what, like, a quarter maybe of the episode talking about it? And you're not even, like, putting these characters in the forefront where they should be if this is what you're going to be talking about. And instead you're focusing on, like... The learning experience of like Jughead. The, of Jughead, the fucking emo dirtbag string white dog. I'll have you know. I <laughs> beg to differ. <laughs> I'm just begging, begging for it to stop. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like I, I just, I mean, it's exactly what you said. Like you can't, like, cover, like tackle something like this mm. in one brief not even the entirety of an episode Mm. like that it just deserves i feel like so much more respect than like just the briefest of mentions in this episode and also using it as a way to like drive your own plot forward Mm. you know so i don't know yeah, do it or don't. And if you're going exactly. to do it... Exactly. Commit to it. Yeah. Do it right. Talk to the people. Put who, some effort in. <laughs> yeah, put some effort in. Talk to the right people. Do your research. Actually commit, like, the full show to this thing because it is, like, the last residential school in Canada closed in, what, 1995? Something like that. Um, and, like, you know, like, there are survivors of these schools that are alive and relatively young, like, and, you know, intergenerational trauma is a very real thing that affects a lot of people, and, yeah, I don't know, like, I, I mean... For all the grandmas and grandpas and great-grandpappies and whatever the fuck else's we're mentioning, mm-hmm. it, there seems to be a, a bit of a, it seems to all be for the purpose of, like, wow, the kids really learned something, except that the kids are wild characters <laughs> yeah. and have no real like consistency anyway yeah early on we were talking about like the stuff with the parents is is more interesting and you'd think that like a parent-child relationship like fred and archie veronica hermione hiram would be like a good place to explore the effects of like intergenerational mm-hmm. trauma especially with all these parents being so f- fucking cruel yeah but but it's never really been about 
that. It's, it's never really been about actually dealing with that. It's also, like, so unclear what the show is actually yep. about. Because... An exploitative. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, I... I always find myself, like, confused <laughs> while watching this show. Because, like, so much happens. Like, a lot of things happen. Like, objectively, a lot of things happened in this episode. But, like, what are we working towards here? I don't know. Like, it's so not evident to me at all, like, what the point of, like, I feel like in a good narrative, like, you see the direction, you know, and you go, okay, this is where we're going. All right, cool. Like, I get it. I'm, I'm picking up on, on what we're dealing with here. Like, I sort of get, like, the real world parallels of this plot. With Riverdale, it's like, we're just throwing shit at the wall, and who knows what'll happen. And it also feels like there's no real level of commitment for anything. <laughs> because we have these, like, random plot moments that don't end up meaning anything. And so you're just like, okay, what a great waste of my time. <laughs> so why should I care about any of this? Yeah. Sorry, I talked a lot. No, 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 Jeez. no, no. 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 Okay. Good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think. Someone, I don't know who it was, but, like, I know this came up a bunch, like, when Game of Thrones ended, mm. because it was disappointing for everyone, mm -hmm. uh, at best, it would seem, uh, and just tragic at worst. And I don't know who it was. It might have been George R. R. Martin. I don't know. But it was, like, if an audience can see what you've set up as a plot twist or a surprise or an event, you've done a good job. Like, yeah. them predicting it doesn't mean you need to change it. Yeah. Because the point isn't to, like, surprise uh, them and make them go, wait, what the fuck? Like, the exciting thing about having someone show up and you go, oh my god, it's you, is not to immediately afterwards go, what? Yeah. Or start laughing hysterically. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, it's you. Oh, fuck. And the implications yeah. of them is what makes the thing so... It would be effective. I feel like with a good twist, you should be able to rewatch. Yes. And and pick up on the clues and go, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, like all that stuff, like led up to this, like, you know, maybe like you saw it coming and you were like, I was right, like what a like what a great setup, or you didn't see it coming, and then you rewatch and you go, oh, th now all of this makes like has a totally different like context kind of thing, you know. That's so right. Like, I, I agree with that. Like, a good twist. I don't think it's a bad thing to be able to predict a twist. Yeah. If you're, if you're, you know, doing something and the people consuming the thing. I'm trying to, like, use the broadest terms. Yeah. And not just, like, movie or show or book. Yeah. But, like, if you're, like, if you have a story and, like, some, like, people, like, predict the big twist in your story, you, you really should not change it. I, like... Because you have, that is what you have written. Yeah. You can't just retroactively defend that choice within the narrative. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Shitty. Very. And <laughs> with this, when it's like, I'm making predictions, even when the startling number of times I get something right, <laughs> it's not because they set it up particularly well. 90% no. of the time, I'm going by either tropes or I'm going by what would be... I'm trying to imagine their thinking process, which I imagine to be, wouldn't it be so fucked up? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of the end of the thought 
process. Yeah. It's not because <laughs> I think they've said anything particularly well. I guess, honestly, the thing that they have is Betty and the webcam stuff. Yeah. Because very early on... Yeah, we've seen... dark Because Dark Betty does, like... I was gonna say manifest, which sounds so ominous. Yeah. Um, as, like, a like a more sexualized character, like a bad girl type thing. And then mm-hmm. when she's doing the Which, mad world, it's yeah. like, it's absolutely a bonkers decision to make. <laughs> but like when she does it, like mm-hmm. it's, it is fully something she is into doing. And it's kind of interesting that that is where this is. This is where that has led yeah. Where we're actually, it, it makes it seem like it's something we're actually going to explore, which, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, mean, I don't, don't know, I don't give it that high. much credit, but I don't know, yeah. I didn't expect the Cooper kids fuck to be the carry through plot thread of the series so far. It's very strange. Yeah, I also, I mean, the, the way this show kind of has been dealing with and interacting with, like, sex work yeah and, and especially like female sexuality i think is its own can of worms um yeah. yeah i don't know it was always about that though i mean like we talk about how they look the family members like the casting resemblance just physically is kind of crazy the way they they get that and it's like the aesthetic of this it seems like has always been the best thing about it yeah like the look oh, of it and absolutely. then it's just like nothing but abs underneath yeah it's abs all the way down and that's horrifying and like because that's sort of what this was built on it's like sexy archie of course everyone's (laughs) fucking but the 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 familial stuff is so upsetting and so confusing yeah it is it is yeah it's maybe trying to do something the show <laughs> unclear what that something is unclear if we'll ever achieve it um but boy oh boy the show just keeps on going i uh... what was this episode called i fully oh my forgot. god i forgot too um i mean i guess let's see um i mean i've uh... got it right here uh oh the wrestler oh fuck me okay <laughs> A Mickey Rourke movie. Okay, sure. Fuck whatever. Um, speaking of wrestling and the drooling over, I guess, DILFs, I wanted to make sure that I shared this with you regarding last episode. Oh, yes. Last episode's title, um, Blackboard Jungle, which I didn't look into too much, I think, because I was just, I don't know, distracted. But, but I, w- I wanted to go back. And I looked at it a bit more, and I... There's two interesting things about it, like, historically. It's from 1955. Um, and it popularized, like, rock and roll uh, to a soundtrack of a film. Like, mm. that hadn't really, I think, been, like, mainstream done before, and it got, like, rock around the clock. Ooh, is that what it's called? Um, like, to, like, a number one chart. And it's like, wow, uh, it also introduced, or, or was a big um, breakout thing for um, Sidney Poitier, and that was, you know, <laughs> sounds so cheesy. It was a step forward. Um, <laughs> but the whole thing is, right, like, it, there's a bad side of town. Um, they cast, like, adults as teens, 
obviously, yeah, because they were, course. like, pulling knives on each other and whatever, <laughs> and this teacher comes to school. He's just kind of a saint and patient, and they're all just, you know, it's a classic story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The thing is, this teacher is named, I don't remember his first name, but Dadier? D-A-D-I-E-R. I did not know if they said it the French way, which is why I was looking at YouTube clips frantically before this to hear how they said it. Mm-hmm. And when he's writing it, someone hucks a baseball and breaks the blackboard, and it puts a hole, like, right through the last part of his name. And one of the kids goes, Daddy-o. And this movie <laughs> is responsible for the term daddy Because that is what all these students call Dadier. Oh my god, I had no idea. Is that... No, that's that's where Daddio comes from. Oh my god. And the fact that they, that's like... cool. It is, but also the fact that, like, daddy nomenclature... Yeah, yeah. Of course, of <laughs> course that's what ties in with Riverdale. Yeah. Um, that was, that was <laughs> a wild thing, personally, for me to come to terms with. Yeah. Daddio. Daddy-o. <laughs> yeah, that was my big revelation of the past uh, week, time. Great. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you. With the class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Show and tell. Show and tell. Cursed with info. Class. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what even, where do you go from here? Like, yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, what do you even say? <laughs> like, the show means nothing. No. The, the, we just keep doing things, and they keep being confusing, and you keep thinking, why? Why this? God, why this? <laughs> Please free me from this hell. Um, and yep. then you keep watching. And so. Then, well, do you? <laughs> you do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Uh, on that note <laughs> yup <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Uh, bye bye <laughs> so <laughs> mom just sneezed so loudly we heard it from a different floor <laughs> impressive sorry excuse me for a sec <laughs> time to throw up yeah <laughs> You just remembered the previous scene of, like, Rob Jane Rowan to make an eye Sorry, my body's rejecting this episode. <laughs>